Welcome back, guys, to the Days by Dubes podcast. It's your boy, Zach Dubes, back again. Now, I know it's been a really long time since my last episode. And just to let you know, so much has happened since we last were on the podcast, I believe. The last podcast was a long time ago, and thus far... I've hadn't had a lot of time to really do podcasts and all this type of stuff and actually to write blogs. So I'm sorry about that, but a lot's changed. A lot's been going on in my life and I had to really put this aside and really wait till summer started and I could get days off of my job to really do some stuff here and there. So I'm glad to be picking this back up again and Hopefully I can do more and more as time goes on. But So I figured for this episode we'd go into more of a pursuing a purpose in life with talking about how I've been pursuing my purpose and what I've done and what I've conquered thus far and really how I pushed myself to get more through the, through the year and have a really nice summer and stuff like that. And I want to really go into my job and my new job, I should say, because I did quit my job at Big Y of four years. So I'd like to talk to you guys about why I did that and some of the opportunities that I've been given thus far since I left my other job. And then I'd figure I'd get into talking about my my big hobbies now with this episode and really digging deep into what I like to do and stuff like that. Because I feel like the point of this is to better have my audience know me more and to really experience the things that I do on a normal basis. So I figured I'd give you a more in-depth presentation of that. So let's get on into it. And uh, yeah, let's let's just have a good time, mellow out, chill. Today's my day off, so I figured what's a better time to do it than on my day off and talk to you guys. Because usually right now with my new job, I'm actually a park ranger out in Charlton, Oxford, Mass., I, it's not your technical state park. It's a federal park run by the Army Corps of Engineers, which is an off branch of the Army. So we still fall in line with them, which is really interesting in a sense because the Army Corps of Engineers, I didn't hear about until I applied for the job. I always thought it was the U.S. Forest Service and the National Park Service that did everything. But there are certain areas within the country, all around the country, and out of the country that are made by the Army Corps of Engineers, which is really interesting. And everybody that I've met thus far has been great. And yeah, so I work at Buffenville Dam. It's a a two-mile-long dam that allows water to reach out and not flood certain areas of like Webster, Douglas, and Dudley. So it, I, I, the people I work with play a, an important task in keeping that it doesn't flood, but the waters haven't been that high this year, so we're lucky in that sense. But yeah, my, my job's wicked cool. I've, this is something that I know I can stick with. I mean, right now I'm only a student program for it, which it's my internship for the summer. But I got to say, I'm impressed with all the things I've done thus far in it. So what I do is right now it's 
I can say it's more or less like we watch the land. We make sure it's a lot of landscaping and repair job too within the park to make sure that it's upkept for everybody that wants to use it and stuff like that. But I, I love it. And for anybody that follows me on Instagram, my Instagram is Zach T. Dubes, if you don't know. Or my, my Snapchat. My Snapchat's the Dubes14. But for what I do is I I usually take Snapchats of my work because or Instagram stories because it's just such a beautiful place. And I want people to come to the park more and just enjoy it like I have. Because it's a, it's a two-mile-long lake, and it's a recreational lake, so you can do anything on it. You can tube on it. You can jet ski. You can fish on it. And there's also another section that I work on. That's the beach portion where you can use the beach. You can grill. You can barbecue. You can have parties there and stuff like that. The only exception is you can't have alcohol and stuff like that. But you have to understand that's federal land. So you can't do much of the normal things that you would normally do at some parks. But we mainly make sure people are abiding by the rules. We we help the local environmental police officers with stuff. We help the normal police officers with stuff if they need it. But for the most part, it's a, it's a smooth job. You really... I, I enjoy it more because for my main purpose for this summer was I wanted to get a job where I could work outside 24-7 and just have that atmosphere. I like that atmosphere atmosphere more than working inside, so it was definitely a change for me, but I really enjoy it. The only days that I really don't enjoy are the really rainy days, but for the most part, we haven't had those, so I've been in the clear with it, so I'm I'm really lucky with that sense. and. Another really great aspect of this job has been that I've met a ton of great people and my coworkers have been amazing to me and stuff like that. So being the new guy, I thought I would be getting ragged on a lot, but they're actually really helpful with anything I need and teach me how to use different tools and stuff like that and how to how to do some professional landscaping within the environment. So that's been that's been pretty cool and I get a lot of like time to go hiking and stuff like that cuz it's always been like I always need to know the land in case people get lost and stuff like that. So I've been able to do that. And we go out on boats. We go out in the... I'm able to drive the work trucks, which are pretty cool. And they're all really nice trucks for the most part. <laughs> I got to drive the dump truck once. That was pretty cool. But it's it's kind of free reign. It's like you're, you're your own boss. So you really get to be on your own most parts and make sure everything's taken care of and you help out all the contractors and hosts that need help with things and you make sure just the park runs smoothly and nobody gets to become an asshole so it's it's really a really fun job and I've enjoyed it a lot of people have been asking me like how do I get this job and stuff like that and I gotta say if you're looking for like a park ranger job or something like that within the government what I can tell you about it is it's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. All you have to do is go on usajobs.com and search around. Like I was doing the other day just to see what I could do for my future and stuff like that. And with the park service, you can go into that. You can go into the Army Corps of Engineers, which I'm in. But all you have to do is search for jobs and apply to them. And if you fit the requirements, they'll send you an interview and I did my phone interview, and let me tell you, that was probably one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my life. But, you know, you get through it. You f you fight through the battle of it. 
and I, I got the job. And I mean, I'm excited to see what the rest of the summer brings me. And, you know, we do, I have so many funny stories and stuff like that. Cause it's just this job I've taken, I've been only working for like five weeks or something like that. And I've accumulated so many more stories than I did at my other job. And it's just such, such an interesting experience, you know, stuff like, um, there was the other day we were driving down because we have a multiple use area where people can use dirt bikes. And my partner and I were driving in the Chevy 2500. And all of a sudden, we see these two hikers and their dog just stopped, staring at this thing that looks like a muddy rock. Now we go up to them. They go, oh, how, how you doing? How you doing? We're, all, we're always nice to the hikers because they nice people, local people, you really got to get to know the public more. So we were talking to them for a bit and they go, um, they go, there's a, there's a snapping turtle in the road. And we're like, okay, (laughs) what do you want us to do about it? We go, this is, this is technically like a wildlife sanctuary too, where the animals can roam free and stuff like that. And they're like, aren't you, aren't you going to move it? And we're like, no, this is like a wildlife sanctuary. So my partner and I, we walk up to it, and this thing is scary looking. Like, it's probably a 15 to 20 pound snapping turtle. And the people are like, aren't you going to grab it and move it over? And my partner's like, um, so we're not going to do that because it's a snapping turtle. And it could bite our fingers off like they're baby carrots. And we're like, it's okay. They can They can walk free here. They can do whatever they want. And the woman looked at us, and she was like, okay and we're like yeah it's fine as long as you just don't go near it and that thing let me tell you was one of the scariest snapping turtles i think i've seen and let me tell you i've, I've seen many since i go fishing a lot and that thing its shell was really sharp and scary looking its eyes i drove by it and i was staring at it and its eyes were freaky so i was like i go to my partner in the car i'm like we're not grabbing that thing. I go, I I, I don't want to have to go to the ER today. And she was like, fair enough. <laughs> and we drove away. But one of the main wildlife that I've dealt with thus far has been turtles. Now, even, even when we're like driving, not even on our jurisdiction of land, and we see a turtle trying to cross the road, we put on our little flashers and we go out and grab it so it doesn't just get taken out by a car. Because let me tell you, the amount that I've seen taken out by a car has not been pretty. So let me tell you, people, if you see a turtle on the side of the road trying to cross, go get it. Unless it's on the highway, don't do that. But if you're if you're on like a street or a side street, just, just bring it to the side of the road because... It makes me sad seeing animals get taken out by cars just because people are lazy and don't want to go pick them up and help them. Except they're snapping turtles. I mean, if it's a snapping turtle, let your local environmental police know because then they can come and take it out. But if it's if it's any other kind of turtle, like any docile turtle, I would say have at it. <laughs> or we, there was another point in time when we had a we were driving to the multiple use area again to check on the dirt bikers and check the trails. And all of a sudden, I'm driving. My eyes, I can't see that well. So my partner goes, Hack, stop. And I'm driving like 20. And I was like, what? And she's like, there's a turtle right in the middle of the road. Do you not see it? And I was like, nope. So she goes over and picks it up. All of a sudden, 
you kind of want to pick them up away from your body because the thing all of a sudden just peed on my 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 partner and she was like are you kidding me like now i'm gonna smell like turtle pee the rest of the day and i was like not my problem <laughs> i go i'm driving the truck you you you're, you're the passenger you gotta do something so there was that but it seems like it's a it's a manageable job. It's a fun job. You talk to a lot of people. My my favorite part thus far has been dealing with like the local fishermen and stuff like that because being a fisherman, you get to know the area and you get to know what fish are in the area. And most of these guys can tell if you're like not a fisherman because you kind of end up. Some people seem like they're talking out of their ass half the time, but for me, it's easy because. I kind of know what I'm talking about. I mean, I've only been fishing for like two, two, two and a half years now, like really good fishing where I fish like almost every day and having this job at a lake has taken off with my fishing more and more. Cause I kind of stay, my coworkers always ask me, they're like, Zach, why are you staying past when you're like done with work? And I'm like, guys, I go, there are many areas besides the Connecticut river that are great for fishing. Like, let me tell you, like you can't find the best areas in Chicopee, Springfield, Aguam. Like you, you can't find prime fishing spots that are close to lakes and stuff. Like maybe in Southwick where there's like Lake Congama and stuff where it's like really great fishing. But besides that, you have to understand that like we don't have lakes around here, or decent lakes that have like, all different kinds of fish like we have like 18 species of fish where i work so it's like it's incredible now like i don't know it's it's been good thus far and let me tell you for what it's worth the the pay that i've gotten i'm not gonna say the pay just just for purposes but i was able to purchase last week i was able to get a Ascend 12T sit-on-top kayak for $600. Now, let me tell you, that was a bargain deal because online before it had that kayak as $850. That's crazy to me. And that I was able to afford that based on how much I've worked. Because based on how much I work compared to how I used to work at Big Y, I get paid around 1000 to like 1200 every two weeks. Now, comparing that to Big Y, we're at Big Y, since they pay bi-weekly now, I would get paid like $300. So it's a crazy, crazy standpoint now how much I make. But it also comes the purpose of I have to have a budget and everything and what I want to put in for savings towards school and towards my car insurance and towards spending money for myself. But, you know, I, I figured that out already, so I don't have to worry about that. But I got to say... If you ever want to find a good kayak or find people that know what they're talking about, I would say go to Cabela's or Bass Pro. Those guys hook me up every single time. And they hook me up with good deals and they tell me the best types of information that I need to know. And let me tell you, I'm not knocking like any other places, but for the most part, I was talking to the guy and I was like, look, man, like I'm six foot six. I go, Getting in one of the kayaks that isn't a sit on top would be impossible for me, and my legs would be squished, and it wouldn't be a fun time. And the guy was like, "All right, we'll uh, look around here, and if you really need to find something, um, we'll help you out." So, in the first fifteen minutes, I saw that kayak, and I was like, "I'm gonna get this one. Like, this one's perfect." 
And I already look up videos and stuff like that on how to wire it up with like a battery and stuff if I really want to put on like a trolling motor and stuff like that. But the way it looks was it's it's 12 feet long. It's 70 pounds. And yeah, I know it's heavy, but like it has the perfect amount of leg room, perfect amount of storage space. And I got the paddle, which matched it, which definitely was a plus because I don't want I'm kind of looking into that clean look where I want things to match and stuff like that. Sorry, guys, I'm taking drinks of water here. I get dry mouth pretty easily when I talk continuously. But so we're there. We're doing all that stuff, and you ought to really watch the prices for all the add-ons because the add-ons are what really does it to you. Like the, if you really can find one, I would say find one that has like a, a paddle, like a decent paddle. The one I had to buy was like forty bucks or something like that, but you know it's it's worth it. And now they have the paddles that include like a hook, so if your fishing line gets stuck somewhere, you can grab it and hook your fishing line back, which I thought was cool. And then you also have um, a life preserver. I got a pretty cheap one because for what it's worth, you see the temperature get into 90 and 100. And you want you don't want something that's going to hug you like a jacket. So I got a pretty loose mesh Cabela's one. My main issue with this was my car. My car is a 2011 GMC Terrain, but it doesn't have roof rails. So my issue was is I was trying to find a holder that had that I could get roof rails and stuff. But the first one I tried, I tried fitting it on my car, nothing. So I looked on eBay, and actually there was a guy selling some for his Equinox, which do match my terrain, which is nice. So those will be coming in, and you got to get a cheap set of roof rails if you don't have some on your car like I did. And then I bought a J-strap holder for my kayak and a rolling bar so I won't have to manually lift a 70-pound kayak onto my car. Which, I mean, isn't that difficult because you kind of just have to slide it on up there. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited to try out this kayak and, like, really get into it because thinking about it this way, I can fish with it and I can normal kayak with my friends. And I mean, my friends do fishing kayaks too, so... That'll be cool. I have a bunch of lakes already set up, like my lake at Buffumville. I want to do Lake Congamon, Lake Warren. There's a couple lakes in Otis that I want to try. Like, And like at this point, if I really wanted to, I have two days off per week. I could drive somewhere one day, sleep in my car, and then just be on a lake for two days straight i mean it's a perfect setup i like having an suv because i can literally it's big enough for me to sleep in it so it's always a really cool setup for stuff like that and then along with that is the amount of modifications that you can put on it which i'm really excited for like i want to put on a i'm going to get a milk crate so i can put all my tackle in it so it adds for like easy storage and stuff so if i want to transfer it to my car to the kayak i just grab the milk crate throw it in throw it out stuff like that it's the little things that you really have to watch for when it comes to kayaks and stuff like that like the nice part is i don't have to install like rod holders into the kayak because they were already built in now i'm sorry if i'm talking about this guys but it's like the wilderness and me i've become a lover of just being outside i hate being cramped up inside 
I think later on today I'm actually going hiking with some friends. So that's a thing to look up to. And stuff like, I don't know, I'm really excited. And if you want to go kayaking with me or fishing with me, just give me a holler because I'm always down. Or if you ever want to meet me at my lake and go hiking, I would love it. I love anything that has to do with the outdoors. And also, I actually, I I always have, my parents bought me a bow for Christmas, a uh, compound bow. And the weird part enough with that, too, is I'm also a uh, lefty shooter, but I'm a righty for everything else. But my left hand is just perfect. I can, I line it up. I'm a dead shot, but. For Father's Day, I figured since I got paid so much nowadays that I would buy my dad a longbow because the issue is my with a compound bow is you know, certain arm length and stuff like that. And I mean, I wanted something that if both my mom and dad wanted to try, they could. So longbow is perfect because you don't need like a certain arm length and stuff like that. So I bought my dad a longbow, and let me tell you, if you ever seen like a longbow in like these TV shows, like if you ever watch Vikings, or if you ever any any medieval show where they use those longbows, or like Game of Thrones, those things are literally the same thing as the bow my dad has. Like I was watching him shoot through the target the other day, you could see that arrow just fly through as fast as possible. It's like four thirty feet per second or something. It's something crazy like that, but. Man, if you're getting shot at that thing in real life, let me tell you, you best have a shield because that thing will go right through you. I was terrified of, like, trying, if he was still shooting, like, if I were behind there, that arrow would go straight clean through me. Like, that's how dangerous these things are. But I'm excited for that, and he can hunt with it, which is perfect. So I'm excited for this season. Hopefully, if I get my hunting license, and that's another thing. The system for getting a hunting license is literally impossible in Massachusetts because you have to go to training for it, but for training, it's two days and it fills up like that. So it's like you have to figure out when you're not busy and hope that they do like some training days and it's like two, six or seven hour sessions and then you get your license. But the problem is, is they fill up so quick and it's just... Some of the times where it's near you, it's like 50 miles away or something like that. And it's like, do I really want to go that far when it comes to a fishing or not fishing license, a hunting license? But once you get it, it's good for forever. So you don't have to worry about stuff like that. And the amount of seasons that there are, like bow season lasts a long time. I went out with my dad just to help him during black powder season. And black powder season is actually a time when you use like a musket which is pretty cool. Use powder and use like a musket ball, like a giant one. You plug it down into the barrel and then you shoot. But it's, it's loud. It's crazy loud, but it's really exciting. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to start hunting or not hunting, but shooting bows with my little cousins that are out in Shelburne Falls. So it's just a, it's a great time for stuff like that, you know, but and then we got fishing. I'm excited for fishing, too. Fishing, I can fish whenever. I always have a... Um, I built a rod holder with bungee cords for my car, so it doesn't bend the rod. So you stick the rod up on, like, the inside roof of the car, and it holds it there so it doesn't wobble around and stuff like that. So it's always perfect. So 
if you can find a way to like really rig your car up and stuff like that, I highly recommend it. Because it saves you time and money and you don't have to worry about your rod possibly breaking. So yeah. So hopefully with this podcast or this episode of the podcast, I can give you an understanding of more or less why I love the outdoors and my purpose for the future. Like uh, for the future, I'm excited just for the sense of, I kind of know what I want to do at this point. Like I, after having this job, I have a really good point of becoming a park ranger somewhere. So that's, that's another thing. I have my foot in the door since it's an internship. And they have them all across the country, Virginia, Alabama, uh, Wisconsin, Montana. Like, they all have a bunch of different, like, bases and stuff and basins. And you also, most of the areas in New England are dam sites, which make it, like, perfect. So you never have to worry about stuff like that. And everybody is nice, so... I would tell you if you have any questions about my job and stuff like that, just let me know because it definitely, I can answer as many as you want. and Or if you need to text me, call me about it, I would love to talk about it. I'm also excited for uh, my school year this year, just to bring that up too. And the fact that I'll be living in an apartment this year with uh, four other guys, so it'll be a fun time. We got a kitchen, a bathroom, and a living room now, finally. Instead of living in a dorm and having to walk to a bathroom and take a shower where there's like 20, 20 plus dudes that are also in the bathroom doing their things. So that's definitely going to be a game changer. But being a history major and environmental studies minor, I'm really excited for what what doors are going to be opening for me since I'll be a junior. And then think about a senior next year, which is crazy. Because I got to say, I feel like college flew by faster than high school did. But it's it's exciting. I'm excited to see what the future holds. In a couple more years, I'll be a full-blown adult. And that's, that's scary for me. It's probably scary for my parents to see it, too, to be honest with you. Because they've seen me grow up my entire life, and now I'm here. But I ho- hopefully this podcast wasn't like super boring for you guys because I really like talking about my job and I really never stop talking about it like I love telling stories about it I'll just tell this last story because it really is a funny one so I I get really nervous when it comes to talking to people at this job and like enforcing the rules and stuff like that but this guy was parked in front of a no parking zone I was in my truck with my partner again and she goes you want to take this one or do you want me to? And the, it would, the guy was blatantly in a no parking zone. And I was like, okay, I can do this one. I got this. Like, <laughs> it's no problem. And then all of a sudden I drive up to the I go, I'm polite and everything. I was like, excuse me, sir. Like, you're in a no parking zone. You can't park here. And he goes, wait a minute. He goes, I'm in drive. And I was like, okay. And then I just drove off. Like, then my partner looks at me and she goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> she goes, don't let that guy talk to you like that. So she goes, back the truck up. And I go, okay. I back the truck up. I roll my window down again. And she goes, sir, you need to move. It doesn't matter if you're in drive. You're parked in this space. And I'm like, and he's like, he gave a really sarcastic remark and something. And then he drove, he drove away. 
And then we followed him just to make sure he wasn't going to drive back to the spot because that's always what happens nowadays. Because the real issue with my job, or the issue we have a hard time enforcing is it's a town ordinance in the town of Charlton that you have your dog on a leash. We get people that we tell them put their dog on. They put their dog on, and when they get 20 feet away from us or something like that, they let their dog off leash again. And at one point, it's like, well, does it really matter? And it, it does when you see some of these dogs that are charging other dogs and attacking people and stuff like that. But then it's like at the other sense of being a park ranger, you're like, I really feel bad that I have to do this because in a sense, I wouldn't have my dog on leash half the time too. So it's that really hard part. And you kind of understand the feeling of law enforcement and stuff like that. So it's like you have to really you have to really enforce the law, even though in some sense it doesn't make sense to you. So that's what really got me with this job. But hopefully with this podcast, I'm going to keep it 30 minutes for now just to give you an update and show you that this podcast is still alive and not dead. And I hopefully gave you more of an insight into like my park ranger status. And I, I just love the outdoors more than anything. It's just a beautiful place that we need to preserve. So hopefully I gave you a glimpse into that. And if you really want further talk about it, I can go further. If you want me to tell some more stories, I love telling stories about this place because it's just never ending. It's never ending fun. It's just, it's just a lot better than where I was before. And hopefully I'll be able to continue it as time goes on. And at my work, my coworkers bought me something for uh, being with uh, them for a month and not being, not ready to die already from this job. So can't wait to go see that tomorrow. Can't wait to go back to work tomorrow and just enjoy my time outside. But thanks for listening, guys. Um, text me, call me, reach out to me on Instagram. If you want to be on the podcast, just let me know. So just have a great day, guys, and see you soon.